Dobro jutro, and welcome to the official podcast of Yugoslav Underground with your host, me, Janis Kushir. Yesterday, January 27th, marked 75 years since the liberation of the Auschwitz death camp in Poland. It is one of these things where it kind of hits you at home, but you don't really realize how good you have it until you look back and think about what life was like back then. My grandfather, or Starieta, grew up in Slovenia in a small village of Rybnica. Rybnica is about one hour south of Ljubljana, um, or about four, I think it's about two to three hours away from Mariboro. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a background history with my family in terms of why Auschwitz means a lot to me. Now, my grandfather, Starieta, was not part of a very f- rich family. In fact, we were there very, very poor. Not privileged as what we are today, but it was times were tough. And my grandfather passed away at the age of 94. I was very lucky to grow up and get to know him. And all the stories he've told me throughout the years of all the way till the end, he always had nightmares of what was going on during the war when he was growing up. Now, my great-grandfather, also Yanis Koshir, was uh, a military boy during World War One, when Slovenia was part of the Austrian-Hungarian Empire. He fought for the country at the time. And before World War II happened, right after World War I, my great-grandfather had the idea of taking the family and going to Thunder Bay, Ontario. Now, a little bit of background, just... A quick one is Thunder Bay, Ontario is about a two and a half hour flight north from Toronto or an 18 hour drive from Toronto to Thunder Bay. So it's like almost like driving, you know, through the Balkans. Thunder Bay is also home to one of the highest populations of Finnish Canadians in Canada. So back then, it wasn't very easy to get to North America, especially not what it's like today with social media and the ease of electronics. My great-grandfather, or great-grandmother, excuse me, refused and said, we cannot afford to go to Canada. And my great-grandfather insisted of going, and he actually took off and left the family. My grandfather, Sarieta, did not like this and in his mind um for someone to leave the family is not never set well with him so he never had a relationship with his father so growing up in Drybnica it was basically just my great-grandmother and my grandfather and his two brothers or my two great-uncles So I'm going to give you a little bit of a story into what happened and why Auschwitz means so much to me. Imagine 
you're 18 years old. You go to school. You finish school. You're coming home with your brothers, one who is 13 years old, and the other one who is 20, 21 years old. Now, don't question me on the ages because I'm not 100% sure what the exact ages are. But again, I do remember the, the details on what went on. You're coming back from school, and school back then, you had to walk quite a minute kilometers. I know we laugh at it now, but, you know, it's true how they did walk, you know, in the snow, uphill, downhill, all that stuff. You're coming back, and the house that you grew up in, you were born, it was the family's house growing up, and you are running back, and all of a sudden, your home and your village is on fire. I cannot imagine what would be going through my head. And for me, we are very privileged and lucky and blessed to live in such a world where we don't have to fear for our lives. So you're running with your brothers and you don't want to go home because of the fear of being captured by the Italians. So you escape the you escape the village and you're running and you're running and you're running and you're running almost like this scene from Inglorious Bastards with your brother. Now, mind you, your little brother gets lost somewhere and you don't see him for many years. 3 or 4 days later, my grandfather and his brother was on his way to Croatia. And a Croatian guy stopped them and said to them, listen, if I were you, come with me. I will drive you to this part of the part of um, Europe. So I'm assuming, I don't remember exactly where, but this Croatian guy stopped them because where they were headed to they were sending Yugoslavs to Auschwitz. How many people of Yugoslavia went to Auschwitz? Around 20,000. It's a number you don't really hear. You hear more about the Jews being sent to, to Auschwitz and Birkenau and all these death camps. And what strikes me the most is if you've ever seen the movie um, Schindler's List, there's a scene where the old man with one arm is making hinges and the general or the commander said he had to make room for new um, prisoners coming in and he asked the guy where are these prisoners coming from and he said Yugoslavia so that's where it strikes me but a lot of people in today's world don't understand they think in, in their mind or what we hear in history books is the Jews. And it is it is sad that, you know, seven million Jews did perish in during World War Two. So they get into the car with this Croatian guy, and they are heading to another part of um, Slovenia, or they're going to Austria or somewhere. Well, my grandfather, I cannot tell you where he landed, 
but he was very lucky because they were taking those people to Auschwitz. So if you think about it, you know, even though my mom's side's Hungarian, you know, if something happened, I could not, I wouldn't even maybe not even have Slovenian in my blood. My un great uncle, or my grandfather's brother, was sent to Rab, or Rab, concentration camp. It was known to be one of the worst concentration camps, or Italian concentration camps, for people that were Slovenian, Croatian, and Serbian. It was also considered an extermination camp. So, in 1943, uh, the camp was closed, but many were reported by German forces to Auschwitz. So, my grandfather and his brother got split up. So now you're by yourself, you have nowhere to go, no family, and you just got to run and hope that whoever takes you is going to put you in a prisoner of war camp or a labor camp and hopefully you know you're not going to be sent to a death camp and labor camps were you know they were notorious to be death camps a lot of people did die of labor forces or labor work now how did my grandfather get caught up in this I believe it was luck. I'm not sure. Uh, we have his papers. We found all his papers when we were doing some taxes, and we had all these things. Now, it's almost like a love story, in a way, because when my grandfather was in a labor camp, the stories he was telling me was just awful. Um, eating grass to survive. You know, your skin and bones... You, you know, you work on telephone towers, you see an airplane fly over, you jump because you don't want to get shot or killed, and, you know, you're beaten every day, you're, you're dehydrated, you're told what to do, it's just, I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine, you know, you're waking up one morning, you're having breakfast with your family, the next morning you're, you're now stuck in a camp, and all because you're Slovenian or you're Croatian or Serbian, you know, being forced into something that, you know, you don't really want to take part of and you have no choice. So, a few years later into the, into the war, um, actually towards the end of the war, my grandfather um, was very lucky. Canadian forces at the time were liberating camps and their camp got liberated by Canadians. So my grandfather met my grandmother, and also Slovenian, and told her, listen, this is where I'm going to be. You can meet me here in the small town by... Uh, just uh, west uh, or sorry, east of Toronto, and I'm gonna be there. 
Just get yourself to Canada. Do it. I'll be waiting for you on the other side. So my grandfather gets to Canada. Very lucky, by the way, because he was on a cruise ship. And the cruise ship was coming to Canada, well, to Halifax. Um, so the boys, so my grandfather, my dad was telling me stories where they were drinking and, you know, they were in the, they weren't in first class or in the, like the cargo area, but still drinking and smoking. And, you know, the, they didn't have a very good voice, but that's how they made their money or just to get by with drinks and stuff was they sang. They're like a choir to the people there. So they end up in Canada and my grandmother, which is another story, and I'll tell you that in a minute, um, was not so lucky and ended up in a um, cargo ship. And the living conditions on a cargo ship was not as fortunate. She got sick and the bathrooms you can go to, you know, people are going to the bathroom in the corner of the ship. You know, you just have to fend for yourself. It's very sad. Um, but... They got to Canada, and what happened was, is they met, and um, now my grandfather is thinking, well, how am I going to get my brother Yanez over here? So, especially being in Rarab, in, in Canada, you, you get to sponsor somebody to bring over, right? And one of the people that he sponsored was his brother. Um, Giannis to come to Canada so he sponsored them got him out and apparently he was 10 times worse than my grand my grandfather it was he was it was just so awful um, like probably like 89 90 pounds skin and bones you know but he got to Canada with my grandfather he also met his wife so my my aunt or my teta and they came to Canada, and a couple a year later, even though they couldn't afford, you know, they couldn't afford to get married, you know, so they got married together. So my grandfather and his brother both married their wives at the same date, so they had a double wedding, which was pretty cool, actually. You know, you think about it, right? And that's how they ended up in Canada. The reason why they didn't go back, well, my grandfather, well, yeah, the reason why they both didn't go back to Slovenia is because they had a choice. So they can go back to Slovenia, but they were shooting, Slovenians were shooting Slovenians, their own people, because of the way um, the war was set up. Basically, it was just, even though the war ended, it didn't end. You know, you had just crimes are being committed and, and so on. So my grandmother... She, um, well, anyways, go back to my grandfather for a minute. His younger brother wasn't very lucky, and he was actually captured by the Russians. So, my grandfather to this day, well, even though they're, they're, all of them are passed away, his brother, my grandfather, and his younger brother passed away too. They were, uh, he was brainwashed into communism, so my grandfather never saw eye to eye. Which, I mean, he loved him and all that stuff, but yeah, he never, they never saw him eye to eye. My grandmother survived the whole war, which is amazing, because uh, after the war in the 60s, my grandfather and his brother went to, uh, back to Slovenia to uh, see their mom, or Yugoslavia at the time, and um, 
My grandfather hates flying. Hates, oh my, cars, anything. He gets sick. Poor guy, right? My grandmother, on the other hand, bigger family. Um, five brothers, four sisters or something like that. She lived in a small village in northern Slovenia called Horiul. And that's where they're from. Now, my grandmother's bro three brothers got shot and killed and they were uh, defending the Germans. And they were buried in one of the mass graves of Slovenians at the time. I don't know the history behind it either. That one I'm going to have to do some more digging. But that's how she, her and her sister actually um, were also in a camp and they moved to Canada together and then, you know, they started life in Canada. But to imagine to go through Auschwitz or any type of camp is just, to my mind, it's insane. Like, I understand that it happens all the time, but when you're so fortunate to grow up, um, it's just a sad thing. And we don't hear enough about Yugoslavian people during World War II. We don't. We always hear about the, the Jews, which again, I'm not saying that they didn't get it any, you know, it's, you know, it is sad. Again, 7 million Jews dying. But what we went through as a nation of Yugoslavia is just horrific you know um hitler there's a photo of adolf hitler going into mariboro and saying let's make slovenia back into let's make these lands back to germany is what he's saying which you know it's almost like saying donald trump is saying let's make america great again but um every time i think about auschwitz one of the scenes that strikes me the most from Auschwitz, and I know Schindler's List isn't based on Auschwitz. It's based on, I believe it was Birkenau, which is awful. But it's the, the, the thing that strikes to me, that always gets to me, is the liber or the when they were kicking the Jews out of the house, of the homes. And to me, even though it was Jews, you think of that and uh, Yugoslavians went through the same thing where one day you have everything and the next day you lose everything. We as a society in today's world that live in Europe or North America per se, have it so good that I believe we take advantage of it. And it really is striking. Um, you know, I, I've met many people over the years and politically, I would say no matter where we come from in today's world, whether it's on Yugoslav underground or even in person, and I'm not the most, I mean, I do have Yugoslav underground, but when, if you meet, if you guys ever meet me in person, 
I'm not one to argue with political politically wise. I'm always open to somebody's opinion. And whether you're Serbian, Bosnian, Croatian, Macedonian, Montenegrin, anything for me personally, you are my friend. We might have differences and politically political wise, but just remember that what your grandparents went through or even your parents during the wars of Yugoslavia. Remember what they had to go through. Whether it was right or wrong, you have to think of the time it was. Or I shouldn't say time, but, um, you know, um, what's the word? You're in the moment, right? And we have to maybe sometimes step a step back and just remember we're all human everybody's going to make mistakes and nobody's perfect but whether we there was a war in Yugoslavia or World War II or whatever we must just forgive each other and i still think politically Yugoslavians whether you're Serbian against Slovenia or whatever, we're so stubborn that what happened during the war, we just don't want to, we don't want to forgive and we don't want to forget. And I believe you could always forgive and you'll never forget. But if we can do it to the Jew or to um, the Germans that were Nazis or the Italians or the, the Russians or whatever, that basically almost wiped out an entire religion. Why shouldn't we forgive each other, you know, in the 90s? I mean, I understand that there's probably still people that don't like each other and all that stuff. But in my mind, let's just sit back and just remember those people who sacrificed their lives for us and let's appreciate one another let's instead of having arguments politically let's just sit back for the day and let's just compliment each other and say hello or you know just ask them about their day whatever it doesn't have to be a political argument on who started this and who started that we should be very very should be very fortunate and very lucky and very happy and thankful for what we have in today's world. And I believe in my mind, maybe it's my the way I was brought up, but for me, I'm never going to ever have any, um, I'm not one to hold a grudge. And Sometimes I do post something on Yugoslavia Underground that could be offensive to somebody. But don't forget, we're all human and we all make mistakes. So I know I'm kind of getting off subject with Auschwitz. But maybe we should just watch the movie again and sit back and relax and take it in on what those people went through. I know I'm very fortunate that my grandparents are still that I got to see them growing up again. They raised all of us, you know, 
<laughs> some of us are a little more crazy than the others in terms of partying and what we did growing up and all that stuff. But even my friends that I have in Europe and all that stuff, I'm very fortunate that I got to meet, I even living in Europe right now, that I got to meet so many people that no matter what the, where they come from, that we are, they're always welcoming and always inviting me over and all that stuff. And I would do the same for them. Like I said, no matter where you come from in former Yugoslavia, you're my friend. My door is always open. My Facebook's always open. You know, even if you want to talk and you just want to get something off your chest, honestly, just seriously send me a message. I'm my, my, my messages on Yugoslav Underground, my inbox is always open. You could also send us an email at yugoslav.underground at outlook.com. And just remember to just appreciate one another. I, 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 uh, I'm kind of tearing up right now, but I'm, uh, I'm very, very, very grateful that I've, I've lived in such a family where, you know, we came from nothing and now it's to a point where we're not, we're living comfortably. We're not rich, but you know, we're living very comfortably and that my family wasn't, you know, killed to Auschwitz. You know, 75 years ago, it's crazy just to think that even though 75 years ago is a long time, it's really not. You know, if you if you think back at it's like, yeah, it was 75 years ago, that's a long time. But really, it's not. It's still a pretty recent thing, you know, in terms of history. And it's getting to a point where it's getting less talked about, especially in North America. The veterans or the people that fought in the war or survived the war, you know, they're they're passing away to tell us the stories. And I believe that we should just continue, you know, continue to tell the stories, continue, continue to be proud of where you're from. You know, it doesn't hurt. So I'm going to end it there. I know I've been a little bouncing back and forth, but I hope you really, really like this. Um... I'm very grateful to be Slovenian or have Yugoslavian in my blood. Very happy. And I believe we're pretty unique. You know, we're not Italian or German or whatever. You know, when people ask, oh, where are you from? Italy or Germany or England or whatever. You know, when we say, oh, we're Slovenian or I'm Croatian or I'm Serbian or I'm from Bosnia, you know, it's it's pretty unique. And we should be proud of that. Be proud of where you come from. History will always be history, but let's let's start a new chapter and let's just have a good year. And I really hope you like this podcast and thank you very much for your time. And I hope you guys have a great, great day. And uh, if you're listening to this at night, look a notch.